Chapter 9 of The Outdoor Girls at Rainbow Lake. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Shasta, Oakland, California. The Outdoor Girls at Rainbow Lake by Laura Lee Hope Off on the Trip The girls stared blankly at one another. The boys frankly winked at each other, clearly unbelieving. Haunted? Betty finally gasped. A ghost? echoed Amy falteringly. What? what kind grace stammered why the usual kind of course declared will a ghosty ghost to be sure white with a long waving arms and clanking chains and all the accessories stop it commanded his sister you'll scare paul for child was looking at will strangely oh it's white all right put in mr lag and some of the fishermen around here did say they heard clanking chains but i don't take much stock in them tell me he demanded helping himself to another slice of cheese tell me why would anything as light as a ghost for they're always supposed to float like an airship, you know. Tell me, why should they want to burden themselves with a lot of clanking chains, especially when a ghost is so thin that the chains would fall right through them? Anyhow, I don't take no stock in that. But what is this story? asked Betty if we are to think of camping on elm island we do not want to be annoyed by someone playing pranks do we girls i should say not chorused the three well of course i didn't see it myself spoke mr lag but high snedecker who stopped there to eat his supper one night when he went out to set his eel pots hi told me he seen something tall and white rushing around and making a terrible noise in the bushes i thought ghosts never made a noise remarked grace languidly she was beginning to believe now that it was only a poor attempt at a joke i said this one did went on mr lag being too interested to quote verses now it was him as told me about the clanking chains he went on but as i said i don't take no stock in that part i guess i was telling one of his fish stories commented frank oh josh whitebee seen it too said mr lag he was enjoying the sensation he had created 
is he reliable asked will well he don't owe me as much as some was the judicious answer Josh says he seen the white thing but he didn't mention no chains it was more like a swishing sound he heard got any more tandy asked paul and the laugh that followed in a measure relieved the nerves of the girls for in spite of their almost entire disbelief in what they had heard the talk bothered them a little there are no such things as ghosts declared betty with excellent sense we are silly to even talk about them oh there is something i want for my boat and she pointed to a little brass lantern it will be just fine for going up on deck with she proceeded of course the electric lights run by the storage battery are all right but we need a lantern like that how much is it mr lag that lantern to you will cost just two i'll take it said betty promptly dollars not cents said the storekeeper quickly i couldn't make a dollar rhyme in there somehow or other he added you might say spoke will twill cost you two dollar but don't make a holler that isn't my style my poetry is always correct said mr lag somewhat stiffly the lantern was wrapped up and the young people got ready to go down to the boat say mr lag asked will lingering a bit behind the others just how much is there in this ghost story anyhow just what i told you was the answer there is something queer on that island then the girls will find out what it is declared will with conviction if they could find the man who lost the five hundred dollar bill they're equal to laying the ghost of elm island i'm not going to worry about them let's go down a little way farther and have a look at the haunted island proposed grace when they were again on board the gem have we time asked betty lots declared will the motorboat was headed for the place the island was of good size well wooded and the shore was lined with bushes there were a few bungalows on it but the season was not very good this year and none of them had been rented the girls half planned to hire one to use as headquarters in case they camped on the island it doesn't look very ghostly said betty as she surveyed it from the cockpit of, of her craft no it looks lovely said grace is the ghost 
going to keep us away asked molly never cried the little captain vigorously hooray shouted will waving the boat's flag that he took from the after socket they made a turn of the island and started back up the river for deepdale reaching molly's dock without incident busy days followed for they were getting ready for the cruise uncle amos went out with betty and the girls several times to offer advice and he declared that they were fast becoming good sailors of course not good enough for deep water he made haste to qualify but all right for a river and a lake the girls were learning to tell time seaman fashion betty fairly lived aboard her new boat her mother complained but the little captain was not selfish she invited many of her friends and acquaintances to take short trips with her among the girls she asked were alice jello and kitty rossmore the two who had acted rather meanly toward our friends just prior to the walking trip but alice was sincerely sorry for the anonymous letter she had written giving a hint of the mystery surrounding amy stonington and the girls had forgiven her betty's aunt kate arrived she was a middle-aged lady but as fond of the great outdoors as the girls themselves she was to chaperone them for a time the final preparations were made the sailor suits were pronounced quite chicken by will he meant chick of course trunks had been packed some provisions put aboard and all was in readiness uncle amos planned to meet the girls later and see that all was going well the boys were to be given a treat some time after rainbow lake was reached word to be sent to them of this event all aboard cried betty on the morning of the start it was a glorious sunshiny day quite warm but there was a cool breeze on the river all aboard oh i just know i've forgotten something declared grace your candy questioned molly no indeed don't be horrid i'm not only i thought i'm just tired of thinking returned betty shall i cast off asked will who with frank had come down to the dock to see the girls start don't you dare cried molly i'm sure i forgot to bring my she made a hurried search among her belongings no no i have it and she sighed in relief 
she did not say what it was all aboard cried betty giving three blasts on the compressed air whistle don't forget to send us word begged frank we want to join you on the lake we'll remember promised betty with a smile that showed her white even teeth all was in readiness goodbyes had been said to relatives and friends and mrs billet holding paul by the hand had come down to the dock to bid farewell to her daughter and chums have a good time she wished them a maid hurried up to her and said something in french oh the doctor has come exclaimed molly's mother the doctor who is to look at dodo the specialist oh i am so glad shall i stay mother cried molly making a move as though to come ashore no dear no go with your friends i can send you word you may call me by the telephone Goodbye, goodbye. The gem slowly dropped down the stream under the influence of the current and her own power. Betty, having throttled down the motor that the farewell calls might be better heard, Mrs. Billet waved her hand, hastened toward the house a maid taking care of little paul whose last request was bring me some tandy End of chapter nine